Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Reclaimed American Podcast. I'm your host, Shad Turner. And on the line with me today, we've got Kara. And let me, let me start off by saying she has an incredible story for you guys. And I'm super excited to get into it. But you know what we do at the beginning of every episode. We used to have the Baby T Chronicles. But now that Baby T is born, now we're switching over to the Daphne Chronicles. And what I'm doing in the Daphne Chronicles is I'm going to say a little bit about some of the craziness that we've run into so far having our first child. And um, Kara, just to give you a little bit of a uh, background, my wife and I, we've been married 17 years. This is our first child. And I'm looking at it like, all right, I'm 45 right now. I'm going to be 60 something by the time she graduates high school. So this is going to be like a, a totally weird new thing for me, um, but I'm excited. Um, I, I, I realize I am completely not in shape for the um, shit show that's going to be coming to us. But I mean, isn't the dad bod in season now anyways? That's what they say. And I don't know who this they is. I don't entirely believe that. But I know I would like to be in better shape because at some point I'm going to have to start running after her. And at some point you're going to have to start chasing those boys away, beating them off with a stick. That's why you need to be in shape. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I don't want to be like, you know, the fat slob laying on the couch going, hey, you make sure you get my daughter back by 1030 or whatever time. I'll you have know. her back. I'll have her back by 11. Uh yeah, okay. no, I want to be the guy that they that I say, hey, you better make sure she's back by 1030. She will be here at 945, sir, I promise. That's what I, I want to be. <laughs> well, that's the kind of man that you want your daughter today anyways. I mean, exactly. nowadays, people are just so, ugh. You yeah. be real cool. Yeah. Like, um, as far as, you know, the, the things we've discovered so far, I keep looking this that way, because right now mm-hmm. my wife is sitting over that way. Um, she Hi, like, wife. Hi, wife. She doesn't like getting into these things. Um, she likes to sit over in the corner and think of all the dumb things that I'm saying and critique me later on. But um, the, one of the fun things that, that happened, not to me, but to my wife this week, is she got pooped on for the first time. And it wasn't yes. just any poop. It was like the kind where you take off the diaper. Oh, look, it's a dirty diaper. All right, cool. Let me close it back up for a sec, get all my stuff ready. No, it was the type that she took it off. Oh, oh, okay, cool. She pulled the diaper out of the way and for whatever reason needed to like pick her up to move her somewhere else. And in this transition, there's an explosion. Oh, my. All, all over the floor. And right now we're staying at, at my mother-in-law's house to help, help us take care of the baby and, and whatnot. I was at work and she said, yeah, as she's moving her over, it just like all over the floor all over her and about that time she's like mom and her mom comes in and her mom just just laughed she could not help herself and so needless to say they then they set the baby down get the diaper on her and then the cleanup commenced oh yeah but but that was that was being pooped on the first time oh no this happened twice the other time the other time we have a changing station yeah she's, she's got the baby laying on it takes the mm-hmm. diaper off, and as she's getting ready to put the fresh diaper in, <laughs> all over her arm. 
So. I mean, I can't say I've I can't say I've seen a baby do that to somebody, but I have seen quite a few cripples do that to people, and that's always entertaining as well. Oh God. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, right now the poop. If anything, it smells like maybe a little bit of sour milk. I don't notice any odor because my my sense of smell sucks. But um, I can't imagine what like a full grown adult. I know what my stuff smells like. Full grown, mad at the world, alcoholic. That <laughs> you know he he's a quad, so he's his guts aren't moving around, so he's got those real loose stools like a baby would. Mm. But you add a little bit of beer because, of course, he's gonna drop the sorry. It's just a recipe for hilarity. Oh my God! Yes. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. <laughs> oh, it was well, so funny. We actually, so like, it's a normal thing in, in the cripple community, right? Like mm-hmm. it's just one of those things you can't control your bowel or bladder. So accidents are bound to happen. Right. But I cannot tell you how many times we have seen somebody on a rugby court have to get pulled off for the rest of the game. Oh God. For a shitty situation. Oh God. So we, like, we have amply nicknamed it Code Brown. So we're like, oh, where'd he go? Like, oh, but he had a Code Brown. Oh, oh damn. Shit, that's a, Damn. Okay. Um, so continuing on from there, um, what we've got coming up uh, for, for all of our listeners out there is, um, how do you pronounce your last name? Berend. It's German. So Okay. So we've got Kara Berend. And I, I'm, I'm not even going to attempt to introduce you. I want you to start off with wherever you want to lead into um, t- definitely talk about your air force time and just, just take it from there. Yeah. Um, hey guys, welcome to everybody that's listening. I'm Kara, 26 years old. I live in Houston, Texas. Um, air force veteran of almost seven years. I was medically retired after a neurological disease uh, that started during surgery ended up spreading out my spinal cord after a few car accidents and back surgeries and medical mumbo jumbo. Basically, uh, I should have played the lottery and I didn't. I mean, that's really where it should have been. Um, but yeah, so now I am retired. Like I said, I play wheelchair sports and I drive cars. Awesome. Now let's start off with the wheelchair sports. Um, yes. Because I, I was snooping on your Facebook profile and I saw a, a short video segment where you got the, uh, the new wheelchair for rugby oh, yeah. Yeah. And, the, and your dog's like sniffing it, you know, and I love the sense of humor you've got with it because you're like, you know, my dog's sniffing the wheelchair and things aren't right because normally there's a cripple in it. You know, that, yeah. that's how you phrased it. So I was like, oh my God, that's hilarious. So what's the difference between a, a rugby wheelchair and a regular one? Um, well, rugby wheelchairs, there's really only a few companies that make them. They, in my opinion, um, the better ones are heat treated, not powder treated after the welds. Um, they're really, really beefed up. They're meant to take a massive amount of force mm-hmm. because wheelchair rugby is the only full contact wheelchair sport there is. So you're not going to be like hitting the dude in the face or anything like that. Unless the ref's not looking, then you try and sneak it in real quick. <laughs> it is rugby, but, after all. I mean, it is rugby. We call it murder ball. So you might as well get your serial killing on. But, um, but yeah, so full contact. So the chairs really have to be able to withstand a lot of force and a lot of repeated just pounding. 
Mm -hmm. um, so they're really beefed up. The wheels are kind of at an angle so that you're not tipping over. You have two safety wheels in the back and in the front just to kind of keep you upright, but that doesn't actually keep you upright. Um, most of the time you'll find players get hit so hard that they actually flip onto the ground with the chair still attached to them. Oh shit. Yeah. It's, it's intense. It's violent. It's brutal. And I love it. So how did you get into that? I was introduced to it. Um, I was still active duty in the Air Force when I was up at Walter Reed going through some of my recovery. Mm -hmm. And I was at an Air Force Wounded Warrior um, event. So for those of you guys that are listening that don't know what that is, the Air Force Wounded Warrior Program or any of the other services programs that are similar are a federally funded and DOD mandated Hold on really quick. My dog is acting like he was raised on a farm. Now Kevin, talking. you have manners. Use them. <laughs> Thank you. Anyways, so um, DOD funded, federally mandated, I'm sorry, federally funded, DOD mandated uh, program to get people through that initial stage of recovery for any of those real serious injuries, illnesses, and wounds of wartime. So they go through, they have a lot of people with PTSD, TBIs, um, you know, hip injuries after a blast, IED, like, you name it, they deal with it if it's serious. Um, so they do these camps to introduce you mm -hmm. to wheelchair sports and adaptive sports to kind of show you that there's still a way to be active and be mobile and do what you want to do. And I was introduced to wheelchair rugby and I fell in love. Awesome. So when, how long ago was that? That was November of 17, I want to say. Okay. And now would it be better to be in a rugby chair rather than a regular wheelchair or like just everyday stuff or? No, um, honestly, the, the thing about the daily chairs is you want to have the agility and the mobility to be able to pop a wheelie and get up over a curb. You want to be able to you know, kind of find your way through a city, be able to get through doorways, turn, navigate stores. And in the rugby chair, you would be a little more protected, but you're also a lot more limited to, say, a building that has curb cuts that you can, you know, use the ramp in or gotcha. stores with only really wide doors. So with my daily chair, I've been fortunate enough to, like, learn a lot of different ways to kind of get around things that I wouldn't mm -hmm. be able to in my rugby chair. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And um, now you were saying before we started the interview that the, uh, when you got into rugby, that kind of helped you with some of your PTSD issues, correct? Yeah. So um, I was assaulted back in December of 13. And as a result of that, I have some PTSD issues. Um, and then on top of that, my disease messes with the signals that your brain sends out. So those signals that, you know, already are misfiring or even more amplified. So I have a really weird um, startle reflex where something loud will happen or and I get scared or caught off guard and I'll go to fight something. So in wheelchair rugby, a lot of the noise that you hear is that metal on metal collision and it sounds like a car wreck every time. So that was a really good way for me to have that kind of exposure therapy Mm -hmm. And really kind of just keep putting it in there and keep putting myself in those situations until I can learn to kind of handle my response a little better and make it less noticeable, make it so people didn't know that I was responding to it. It just kind of helped go to the wayside. 
Okay, cool. And now in addition to rugby, you also yeah. do something that, I mean, most people with all their facilities available to them could only dream of doing. And yeah. that is you do off-road racing. Yeah, we do. Now, how did that come about? Um, you want the real story of how it happened? <laughs> Whatever story you care to share. Um, so real story, it's pretty funny. I was dating this guy for a little bit. Um, the whole, you know, chair thing got to, and we broke up and I was a little upset. And my friend was like, Hey, let's go mudding. And I was like, that's the perfect way to spend a Texas evening. Let's go. Hell yeah. So we went, um, to the off-road park up in, I believe it's Crosby, uh, just North of Texas, the extreme off-road park. Mm-hmm. Um, we're out there on a buggy and we get stuck, dude. Like, like belly button high in muddy water oh like, and i'm just sitting there like you gotta be shitting me like what are we gonna do mm-hmm. so i take out my phone and me being the person i am i take a video and i'm like hey guys uh, i'm a little stuck <laughs> like joking about how i'm about to have to swim out of there and a woman by the name of Ra- rachel Ridenauer, she um she had been following the adaptive athlete hashtag for a little while Mm-hmm. looking for somebody to do an off-road event with her and she came across my video and she said she was watching it I was like man if somebody with that kind of function is just like hanging out with a beer making jokes about how they're gonna have to swim out of here like that's who I need on my team right on and that's how it started so thank you to that guy for breaking up with me <laughs> there you go and so who do you who do you race for uh well i raced in a mitsubishi in the last race okay cool and how how did you get into it how how i mean how does the car operate how do you do what you do with it um i mean honestly i just use hand controls that's the only difference between an able-bodied driver and a driver like myself i had a brody knob on which most racers have anyways just for Mm -hmm. that constant point of contact and more control um but really the only difference was the hand control um that and being a wheelchair user i live on wheels so i i think that i have a little bit more like a special power so to say um i don't know if everybody that has a chair has this or whatever but um we have to watch the lines on the roads on the sidewalks like you have to watch where you're putting your wheels to make sure that you're constantly safe. So that's just kind of a second nature thing for me now. So when we are driving, we were, we're one of the only teams that didn't pop any tires. We didn't get stuck. You know, everybody else is having these issues. And I think because I'm able to see lines a little bit differently Mm -hmm. and kind of feel them a little differently, we're able to navigate our way without any issues. That's pretty cool. And it, yeah. again, because I was looking on your Facebook, I saw I saw the the red Mitsubishi uh, that you're you're racing yeah. in. That thing looks incredibly awesome. Thank and you, thank you. Yeah. So was that your first race in that, or how many times have you raced uh, in that thing? Uh, so that was my first race in general. Um, yeah. And that how did how'd, you, how, how'd y'all do? Uh, we ended up taking second place. So. Uh, so your the first. Nation- navigational race and it's one of the hardest navigational races or rallies to do and mm-hmm. you somehow pull it off that is awesome so your first 
your first full like hardcore race and y'all come in 2400 kilometers yeah wow that is like i know i'm saying awesome so many times but that is just incredibly <laughs> awesome so Thank congratulations yeah. on that um when's Thank your, you so much. when's your next race we <laughs> shall know. see um <laughs> we have some things in the work right now but mm -hmm. i'm not really at yeah really able to say the details aren't out yet so there you go yeah mom is the word for now i'm sorry not a problem not a problem um let's see so we're, we're kind of coming up on time and one of the things i would definitely actually we still got a little bit i don't know how much time do you have you, i have all open? the time in the world. awesome cool so one of the things I was listening to another podcast recently and they were talking about an off-road race that, um, that they did in Jeeps. And yeah. one of the things that came up and I'm, I'm just curious about this. Um, what do y'all, you're in a car for ungodly amounts of time. What do y'all do when you have to go to the bathroom? Oh, easy. So my, my navigator, she, uh, She's been in the army for God knows how long. I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure she served with Jesus himself. Um, I love Rachel to death. Don't tell her I said that. <laughs> Just kidding. Hi, grandma. Um, but yeah, so she would go and squat a little butt in the bushes somewhere. Mm -hmm. uh, we would have this little signal for the media guys. So you'd stick your scarf or something on your antenna or out your door so they'd know, like, don't come film me. Because they've oh, wow. gotten a couple people on film, like, peeing before. Oh geez. Um, but for myself, because I can't exactly like, get up and walk away, what we would do is we would kind of turn the car a little bit so that like nobody could see the driver's set. Right. We'd open up the door behind the driver's door and the driver's door. And then I would kind of like throw my ass down a little bit and kind of use the little <laughs> step. Right. And right. somehow I balanced my ass and I would just like sit there and do what I needed to do to go to the bathroom. But that was during the day. Um, at the end of the day, the rebel rally was actually really, really awesome working the accessibility issues. Mm -hmm. So they actually had a fully handicapped sized uh, porta potty that they off-roaded, literally off-roaded to oh, wow. each one of the locations so that I would have a place that I could go to the bathroom easily and without struggles. That's pretty, that's fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was insane. They off-roaded a, uh, a food truck. So Drew Deckman, I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Mm. Pretty big, famous celebrity chef. Amazing, amazing cook. Like just his food is incredible. And he off-roads his food truck to these places to like cook dinner for us and stuff like that and cook breakfast. And it's amazing. That is awesome. Yeah, it was cool. No, like I said, I was listening to this other show. They were talking about the race and the 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 guys hosting that podcast. They were like, "What do you do when you have to go to the bathroom?" And I, I could swear one of the guys said, "Oh yeah, you usually just kind of, you know, you go where you're where you're sitting. You know, if you got to pee, you, you pee, and then if you yeah. have to swap seats, then unfortunately that means someone's sitting in the seat you just peed in." Well, like, so oh. that and a lot of guys and girls in the longer races in the Baja mm -hmm. 1000s um, and the Gazelle and the Carta, people actually do wear diapers. So that's where I get to come in and make all my thuggy jokes because like, I've been doing this for a little bit. So I got all the material they haven't quite heard yet. Gotcha. Right on. So now 
I'm bringing in a question that I heard again from another source and it's an awesome question. And basically what it is, is, is there something I haven't asked you yet, but should have something that maybe you want the world to know that, uh, it's one of those questions that really makes you think. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, a big reason why I come on and do podcasts and why I speak is I like to, I like to really kind of challenge people's idea of independence and, you know, what that means. Independence, if you're talking your speech, your life, uh, financially, fiscally, whatever it is, everybody has a different kind of definition of what independence is for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and through the off-roading stuff, I've really kind of changed my definition over the years. I've, I've been in a chair for almost two years now. So I've gone from just wanting to get out of my house alone, just wanting to drive around alone. You know, I've driven 30,000 miles across, like around the country in the last two months on my own, completely on my own camping. Not like, I don't like to use hotels. I like to be under the stars in nature alone so that I can process my thoughts. And for me, kind of realizing that level of independence and that idea of independence that I could have again was really, really big. And that is something that a lot of people with PTSD struggle with. Mm-hmm. Huge. So, you know, they, they feel like they're restricted in where they can go. They're, that independence has been taken. You're on certain medications, so you can't do certain things that you want to do. Um, you're limiting yourself for your triggers. So it's really taking away all of those things that you may feel make you less independent. And I'm really trying to get people to understand that independence is a huge spectrum. And by kind of tweaking the way that you look at it and finding new ways of getting to that goal, it can be really beneficial in your recovery. Awesome. All righty. Well, I appreciate you spending time with us today. Um, I I know we... I know we've been kind of back and forth trying to get things going. Uh, Today was... uh, fun-filled day for me trying to get uh, myself moving my wife moving then we go and we had to pick up prescriptions which weren't ready it's like god you're killing me but um you know hey first world problems right but right uh, but like i said thank you very much for coming on now if anyone wants to follow you keep up with your story your journey how can they do that um so currently the biggest place that i post a lot of this stuff is on instagram Mm -hmm. Uh, I also do have a Facebook. So on my Facebook, it's Kara Barron's, just my name. Um, there's a public page that you can like and follow. Please do that. I My personal page is, you know, for my friends and family, and I kind of like to keep that one mm-hmm. a little separate. Um, but on Instagram, you can also find me. My name is Kind of a Quad. Which kind is, of a Quad. Yeah, it's a running joke. My wheelchair rugby team that I play for is an all-veteran team that – before I came on, it was also an all SCI team. So everybody there had a specific neck break. So like they broke their neck, they severed their spinal cord. And here comes Kara as a neurological quadriplegic. So the joke <laughs> is I'm only kind of a quad. Gotcha. All right. Well, what I will do is I will have all that stuff linked up in the show notes. And awesome. I will definitely um, start pushing it out and try to get, uh, get more awareness out there. And I look yeah. forward to seeing more stuff from you, especially in the racing. I, God, I hope you keep going with that. 
Uh, I mean, your first race, you come in second place. I mean, come on. That, that's, that, again, that's awesome. So congratulations again. And uh, you got any parting words you'd like to share? Or? Um, don't do anything I wouldn't do. <laughs> there you go. All right. All right. Well, everybody, that, that's going to wrap it up for today. I appreciate y'all coming by. Again, if you want to keep up with what Kara is doing, um, it, I mean, again, I, I'm, I'm in awe at what she's doing with the racing. That's awesome, incredible. And we will see y'all next time. So thank you very much and see y'all later.